right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I am your host, Riel. I'm Fayez, and this is where we are uh, exploring how it, what it's like to grow up Muslim in a Western society. Um, it can be tough. There are a lot of tests along the way. There could be a lot of challenges where Islam wants you to go one way and then society is telling you to go another. Um, and it could be help. Uh, it could be tough to find help uh, navigating these tests. Um, there might be generational gaps with parents. Um, your imams will just dismiss whatever you're going through. Might even just um, look at whatever the religion says. Uh, therapists might not understand what you're going uh, through in terms of an Islamic perspective. So. We wanted to explore those tests and how to navigate them on this podcast. And so the, hence the, the title of our podcast is Young, Western, and Conflicted. Hence young, me and my cousin being young, pe- young people. Also people that are tuning in are young as well. Western, we're living in a Western society and conflicted. Hence what my cousin has mentioned earlier. The situations that every young teenager or young adult goes through in their day-to-day life. Now, um, as you guys might notice from a video standpoint, like we are, like you guys can't see our faces and we are trying to be, there is a point to that. We're trying to be as anonymous as we can. And the reason for that is that what we want to do here is talk about some really personal uh, and sensitive topics. Um, so we wanted to provide an environment that's open to do so. Um, hence the, hence the, hence the setup here. Um, so, so yeah, we're just trying to hope that everybody respects that, and yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Sure, absolutely. So uh, we're just continuing on from where we left last time, um, Fayaz, where which mm-hmm. is basically uh, you know based on Remy, but our one topic that we wanted to kind of jump right into here is basically the issue of feeling lost. Yeah, I mean, like this is a continuation of our of first the episode. Previous you know, episode, by the way. Go check yeah. it out if you haven't. Um, we're going to be dissecting Rami because uh, the show does bring up a lot of issues that young Muslims face. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have my reservations about the show, about the character as well. Um, but it does surface, like I mentioned, um, those those issues that a lot of other like mainstream media outlets are not really talking about. Um, there's quite a few, which is why we had to separate it into two parts. Um, we d- uh, we talked about peer pressure in the last one, dating in the last one. Definitely check that one if uh, if you haven't. Yeah, please um, do, guys. Please. But at the end of the day, like these these challenges, these negotiations that you have with yourself, these these are tests from Allah, and then these tests are opportunities. Sure, they can be they can feel really rough, but there are opportunities for you to gain more reward. Um, so yeah, like uh, sorry, just uh, just a segue. So yeah, you mentioned um, the issue, issue of feeling, feeling lost. lost. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of, if I can remember correctly, like one of the characters, uh, Rami's cousin, when Rami visits Egypt, he literally says this. It's just like, am I Egyptian or am I Muslim? Or, or like you just feel like you don't have a sense of belonging, really. The, the, like the identity factor is not there, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know what to choose. Yeah, basically. you're conflicted between your religion and the environment around you and your society. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, are going to be, you know, instances where like, society is telling you to go one way um your environment maybe from a political standpoint or you know from a you know community standpoint relationship standpoint is telling you to go one way um but the religion speaks uh in a different path Mm -hmm. now what you want to make sure that you don't let your desires drive your decisions and rami has a lot of trouble with this he does like right early on you'll see it in the first episode where like he just doesn't really know what to do so he, he like wants to date around um that doesn't work out then he wants to get married he meets a muslim girl that he connects with initially but then that doesn't work out so um 
so it's yeah it's it's uh, like Rami definitely definitely struggles with that but then uh, like at the end of the uh, at the end of season three um, most of the main characters they kind of understand their faith exactly. and then they get back exactly. to it um, Rami has an epiphany he understands that um, like any wealth that he has it's not supposed to be his he starts to donate it he starts to pray more the um, uh, Rami's parents and his family also understand that they're you know they have lost way from their faith and want to reconnect um, so yeah they, they go back to go back to um, their faith and what really matters absolutely and uh, that kind of is an interesting way to kind of segue into the next subtopic that we're talking about here which is finding help and I, I do understand the situation that Rami and his family go through or not just Rami but in a real life scenario a lot of young Muslims and young young adults tend to like lose their way in doing things and I, I understand it happens I mean it happened to the best of us too as well and it, it's kind of it's kind of like how life goes you know life is always something about being spontaneous and how to sort of carry yourself in certain predicaments and I can understand why we um, sort of started this podcast because it is hard to find help and yeah. as mentioned by Fayaz earlier that it's hard to talk to your parents talk to your local imams talk to your therapist even about certain situations or they can be if you do talk about your situation sorry they can be very dismissive of it and they won't provide you with the necessary um, aid into getting that help and to getting that sort of for the lack of a better word redemption from the mistakes that you've made in the past yeah, yeah, and then even in the show, like if we go back to it, like Rami wants to talk to somebody about, you know, his um, like his urges and his desires, but then the Imam is really dismissive. He's just mm -hmm. like, okay, stop talking, stop talking, um, just fast, just just do wuzu, and then you'll be fine. But then he did, he just didn't really listen to what Rami has to say. Right. Um, Dina goes to a therapist, and then she, that therapist was clearly inexperienced, didn't listen to her up until the point like we were, she was clearly uncomfortable, and the therapist didn't really do anything. Um, I mean, like my, me personally, my experience with therapy is pretty limited, like, um, but I highly doubt most therapists are like the one in the show. Um, I'm sure there are people who, you know, listen and kind of guide and help you understand what you're going through and, and provide advice if needed. Um, but what Dina went through in the show that definitely wasn't fruitful for her. She had to come up with like her own understanding right, of, right. of what she was going through. Mm -hmm. So. I think like mental health in general in the uh, like in youth in general um, and then the younger community is definitely more important and more relevant. Um, the younger generation talks about mental health more and, and like prioritizes it more. Um, it definitely takes effort to get better. Like it's not just kind of like a, a destination that you get to or like, okay, I, if I do this, this, this and this, I'll be mentally um, healthy. Um, it's more like a muscle that needs to be worked on regularly. So, so yeah, that's that's another issue that uh, the show brought up. That definitely hits home. And it needs to be talked about, like you said. Like there needs to be more of a conversation with um, the situation at hand. And I think that is a perfect way to kind of get into the, the situation of wanting to help someone, right? Yeah, that was also it, brought up in the show. Right, yeah. it was brought up many times in the show. Like for instance, Rami and that homeless vet that he brings to the masjid to uh, first help him. Yeah. Uh, cope with this PTSD. We gotta, we gotta find the character. Yo, I don't know his name. Like, that's the thing. Okay, you oh, want to switch it up? Like, I mean, I mean, we'll find it. I mean, yeah. we don't have Wi-Fi. We're actually yeah, in the middle yeah. of nowhere right now. Yeah, we're in the middle. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the middle. Actually, those of you that don't know, we're, uh, we're filming this in, uh, at, at an island in the heart of Toronto, so in we don't Toronto, have Wi-Fi yeah. basically. So, yeah, we're just trying. We'll we'll make what to do. But yeah, coming back to the topic, he helped a vet. He helped him out. He helped him. 
cope with his PTSD, and hence he became a Muslim. He did, right? He converted to Islam yeah, yeah, in the show. Yeah. But eventually end, yeah. speaking, I, and very unfortunately, that he dis, that PTSD catches up to him, and he ends up killing a man in violent rage. Yeah, you know? and then, like, even the people around Rami were saying, like, yo, this man clearly has stuff to deal with. Um, like... But Rami still wanted to help, which is which is good. But you also have to understand your capability and what you can do, and like what your effort is going to lead to. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want to like do good, but then end up doing bad. Which, uh, which like in this case is pretty unfortunate. Where like he brought in somebody into the mosque who clearly had some you know some anger issues, um, and then he ended up killing somebody in that environment so right. so yeah it's something to consider when you're looking to provide charity or any kind of help really or, or wanting to help Absolutely. and then i mean i guess another example is um when rami was helping that uh, that mother um in i think the i think there was a iftar at one point and then the mother oh, was trying to get home yeah, yeah and then rami was trying to help her get home and then at the end of it he commits zina yeah <laughs> so <laughs> like when you're trying to do good you like you you got to make sure like what's important because like okay you, you helped somebody get home but then you did a, an extremely major sin like you're, you're kind of right. canceling the good out basically not even canceling out you're like at a net negative at yeah that sorry point. Yeah. yeah at that point basically so like yeah when you're trying to do good like follow up on your efforts if you're giving money to charity even like see where that money is going right. who is handling that kind of money um i mean in the case of of like rami and and like the 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 vet like you should ask like okay how's it going talk to therapists and like see what the progress is um and then go from there but yeah just like don't lose sight of what is super important and then just like do whatever just because you just want to help communication Mm -hmm. that's key and that's another issue that we need to discuss about and for instance in the show i believe the doctor's wife I believe. I don't yeah, know. The, the Rami's friend who's a doctor yeah. and then his, his uh, wife. Yeah. It, it took a while for her to tell her husband that why she doesn't want children. Because they were kind of, if there's a quick backstory, the husband and wife were struggling to have kids because they have different uh, moral dilemmas and political views and whatnot. So yeah, the, the, like the doctor er, like really wanted to have kids, like even with like people he knew and then the kids that he'd be with, like he'd spend a lot of time with them and then exactly. like, um, be super like supportive and friendly with, with kids. But then his wife didn't really want to have kids because at the end of the, uh, like at the end of the episode, she mentions that um, like there's a lot going on in the world. There's global warming and whatnot. Why would you want to bring a kid into this? Um, which she didn't really say to to mm. her husband, mm. which of course would probably would one hundred percent take a toll on him, right? So, uh, what other examples are there? There's, yeah, there's Dina's family. Dina's family doesn't really listen to her. Like she, um, you know, she has issues that she supports. To, she uh, brings up to her parents. Like they they don't really listen. Um, and like this is definitely easier said than done of course like communicating with your family like these can be very hard conversations to have of course and then there are times where you know people might be stuck in their ways and they might not listen so I I um, think sorry not not to cut you off but I think you mentioned in in maybe the previous episode I believe I I can't remember exactly but you mentioned something about Dina and how Rami wanted to get married and Apparently, she started criticizing Rami, saying, yo, if you get married, then I have to get married. And she was mm. complaining to her parents, saying this and that. And her parents were being very dismissive about it. Like, that's kind of an, another good example about how, not just for Dina, mm-hmm. but for many people within a society, Western society, how parents don't understand the struggle or the sort of the psychological dilemma mm-hmm. that many 
you know, young adults or young teenagers even go through, right? And why they don't want to do something when the parents say it's something easy. And like yeah. you said, easier said than done. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's there's levels to it, of course, right? right so when absolutely. there's communication, there's also listening is also part of communication. Right, exactly. In that example with Dina, she just fires off how like Rami's ruining her life, her life. because he wants to get married, which. Might, which is probably not the case. I think we that's don't know. really that's exaggerated. You can't guarantee um, it. But yeah, there's there, there's there's levels to it. Uh, like we said, like it's easier said than done. Um, but uh, but yeah, this definitely should be done more, especially in the brown community. Mm. I think like an, another example that can hit home really is like, I think a lot of parents force their children to be doctors or engineers. Mm. Um, not everybody can be a doctor or an engineer, right. right? Like people might not have the ability, might not have the passion for it, but then that can definitely take a toll on somebody who is being forced or pressured into going down one career that's yeah, yeah. super difficult. Right. right. Um, um, so yeah, it can be hard to talk to your family about something like that. Like, yo, I don't want to be a doctor. Um, but that's definitely a conversation that definitely needs to be had. Right. I totally agree with that. And I feel like that's a, a good way to kind of go into the situation of jealousy, you know, because I think why parents, and just to maybe kind of segue a little bit here, uh, I think the reason why parents tend to put a lot of pressure on children and becoming, you know, what you said, engineers or doctors and whatnot, is because they are fearful that the society, their neighbors or family or friends will start to complain to them saying, yo, uh, so-and-so became a doctor, you have to become one too. So this one can be on the same caliber as them. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand that not everyone, like you said, not everyone, not, there's no, like, like as the metaphors goes, there's no one size fits all. You know, people, many people can be different things. Sure, if you want to become a doctor, go for it. But you need to understand that hard work pays off. And if you can put the effort in to become one, then sure, you have it in your hands. Yeah, I mean, right? like, you definitely don't want to be a doctor because your dad forced you exactly. to. Exactly. Like, become because you want to become one. Right, yeah, exactly. Become because you want to become one. Yeah, this is, jealousy is definitely brought up in the show a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, Rami's dad went to his friend's place, I think. Uh, and then he's pretty successful in life. He sold his business. And then Rami's mother is jealous because of all the things that they have, uh, that his family has. Mm -hmm. um, like, because they were struggling with like finances at the time so so they were just kind of like going through the house they um like rami's mother was trying on the woman's perfume uh and then it got really crazy just trying to uh, at the end of it so like yeah, yeah the, the, like it, it definitely goes to show like that jealousy stems from seeing others have like seeing others have what you want right so exactly. rami's mother wants to be like wants a you know a comfortable life and then she gets jealous of other people who have comfortable lives. Um, it could be something as simple as, you know, seeing others in a romantic relationship. They're holding hands. They're, they're close. And then that might make you feel some type of way because that's what something you want to do. Mm. Uh, it could be jobs. Like somebody is posting on social media about they got this job and that job. Uh, that might make somebody else envious and jealous of, of like somebody else who, who's trying to get a job. One thing I want to mention here is that just to get to, you said something about social media one thing I want to mention here is that you should understand that there's a reality behind that photo or mm -hmm. video that you see on social media 100% maybe, yeah. just, maybe that's just a moment in their life that they're just taking saying hey okay I got this but then, which might not even be real right yeah. exactly or it could be that they're, they're going through the same struggle that you're going through mm -hmm. they're just showing a happy moment for themselves basically right so yeah. keep that in mind anything is there's so many things that happen behind closed doors that we do not even know about so we shouldn't be the ones to judge nor be jealous you know I mean yeah. sure it happens but realize that there's a reality behind it at the end of the day you know what i mean and sorry and now just to come back and to 
But it's easy to like create that envy still though, right? So like mm. if you post something about like even something as simple as this might be a very like far example, but like if you're posting dinner about, you know, you're having dinner with somebody, that might, you know, put envy into somebody who's struggling to even make ends meet. Right, right. right. I mean, that's that's a far-fetched example. Of course, well, how, if somebody's well, like, on social media, family to as well, yeah. You know, so like, if somebody's on social media, of course, they'll, they're most likely they'll be able yeah, to. Yeah, I eat. agree. I agree. But I agree. Uh, but yeah, to, if somebody's you know posting about I have such a huge family, I have a good time, there could be somebody who doesn't have who don't have parents in their lives, yeah, and yeah. that could create envy envy in them. Hmm. Um, there could be somebody who posts about their job, like I mentioned, and then they don't they're struggling to get a job. That hmm. could create envy exactly, in somebody yeah. else. Exactly. Like, why would you want to create those negative feelings in hmm. other people? So just be wary about like creating that jealousy in hmm. others and what you post and hmm. what you share. And I think, perfectly speaking, I think in a, you know in a, in a world that's not perfect, we tend to sort of garner for the lack of a better word, hate, and other envious things as well. But I think that kind of entails necessarily the concept of forgiving one another, you know? Mm. And not only seeking forgiveness from the person that you've offended or vice versa, but also from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think you and me, I think we can both relate to this on a personal level as well. You know, for, forgiving and letting, forgetting and uh, what's it called, uh, forgive and forget. Yeah. I think we can, I think we're in this situation where we can forgive or we can forget we can't do either one or we can't do both at the same time you know what i mean yeah because there's well there's like when you think about forgiveness in islam like there's of course what you normally hear about is seeking forgiveness from allah right um, yeah. and then that's like a whole topic um, that we will like, discuss about later on like in the show allah is gafur rahim like you ask for forgiveness sincerely he'll forgive mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. um but what we mean to say is more just like in between two people so like if wrong is done by somebody can you forgive them and how to seek that forgiveness. Exactly. So, so uh, like if we go back to the show, uh, the example there was uh, Zainab isn't willing to let Rami meet his son because of the experience that she had and mm. what Rami did to uh, did to her. Like the um, infidelity part, basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that that's her decision. Like mm. I can never understand what she's been going through, mm. um, what what that kind of character has been going through. But um, but that's that's another thing. Like she's just not willing to to get over uh, to to forgive Rami and then let him see his son. Exactly. She does in the end. Yeah. Um, but like during that entire point, Rami is making an effort, but Zainab is still you know putting up blockers, putting up walls, she's still hesitant um, because she still might uh, feel some type of way and she still might be hurt. Right, she exactly, hasn't gotten exactly. over that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it goes back to, you know, our conversation on communication. Um, Rami's trying, but then Zainab won't say how she feels or maybe she has or, like, Rami doesn't get the hint. Um, but, yeah, just communicating those, those ideas. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't really sort of relate to Zainab's situation you and I cannot relate to the situation but we can yeah. understand how it's really difficult to forgive someone at the end of the day you know I mean especially for something uh, yeah, like that. Especially, yeah like I, I don't know why but for some reason it's hard to let go of things that you know you had that had such a huge impact on you mm-hmm. in, a, in a bad way not a good way in a bad way and I think that some people can do it easier than others yeah um, I, think I feel it, like the really happy-go-lucky type people are usually the ones who just want to just move on from stuff really quickly yeah. um, but yeah, it's it can be done at um, like yeah, it's it's easier said than done, uh, especially for some people than others. But at the end of the day, um, and this is something that your dad taught me actually. But oh, okay. it's like forgiving somebody for doing some harm to you is not going to be easy to you personally, hmm. but it will it will please Allah. 
And I mean, we can try our best to kind of make sense of things and try to see like why things are happening and try to understand the religion as best we can. But at the end of the day, there's going to be you hear and you obey. You're doing things to please Allah. So sure, you might not want to forgive the person who wronged you in the, in a, in the past, but it will not only please Allah, so you gain reward on in your book uh, on the Day of Judgment, but you also, like Allah forgives your sins if you forgive others. Mm -hmm. So you not only are you canceling out your sins, you're you're increasing yourself in good deeds, so you're, you have a now a double increase in your, in your in your book uh, mm. of, of deeds so mm. but you see like what, what, just maybe kind of just kind of touch upon what you just said I, I feel like forgiveness sure yeah okay alhamdulillah uh, getting rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the day is the biggest thing that we all want right but is it better to forgive someone in a genuine manner rather than being ingenuine about it oh 100% of course yeah so of course what, yeah. What, so I feel like to kind of contrast that argument or that thing that you said to me I feel like what needs to be done is more so that time needs to be first taken into account. Mm -hmm. There needs to be time. The time needs to be made. You know, you need to have some time to collect yourself and reflect on what happened. Mm -hmm. And then, what, eventually, when enough time has passed, maybe you can be in that, you know, that heartfelt zone where you can genuinely forgive the person rather than being ingenuine about it, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like now these days, forgiveness can be really. Um, like and excuse excuse my wording here half-assed at half-assed at the mm. end of the day you know yeah and then like there's there's outside pressures for that too i, I mean i don't want to delve on this too much no, like, I, I mean yeah like, I just say, like talking about this more but like right. there's outside pressure for that too so like your parents like let's say for example siblings fight and then your parents are like yo you forgive each other hmm. and then even though you still hate each other you just forgive each other just for your parents so there yeah. there is that um there is that there hmm. but at the end of the day like i mentioned Forgiving someone else is going to please Allah. So as mm. long as you have that anchored within you, that can make you understand. So even though, like, let's say, for example, somebody has wronged you and then you see them afterwards and it still makes you feel some type of way and you're still not over it. At the end of the day, you've anchored yourself and you said, Allah is pleased by me forgiving this person mm. and me not still holding any animosity to this person me not holding grudges, any grudges and, to yeah. this person if I treat them with respect I treat them as if nothing happened I moved on Allah will be pleased with that so right. as long as you have that anchored you're good maybe Absolutely. it might be some other th uh, kind of like philosophy that you hold within you mm. but then if you forgive somebody else for the sake of Allah Allah will reward you for absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's a you mentioning that that's a perfect way to kind of understand what who our role models can be, mm -hmm. right? I think, for instance, we all know that in, you know in this, in Islam, the best role model for us is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. At the yeah. end of the day, you know, and just to kind of go back to that forgiveness topic, he forgave everyone that had done the worst to him, you know. Yeah, that, and then that, that's, like, like mashallah, that the Prophet, mm -hmm. like, imagine the pain that he went through. He went more. He went through more. Than what we have went through in this dunya. Yeah, right? and then again, like, like I don't want to delve deep. Yeah, too much sorry, into but like it's just, but like it's kind of like when he, the way how he was able to do that. That's kind of a role model for us at the end of the day, 100%. knowing how uh, someone can have a positive influence on us, yeah. not a negative influence. And coming back to the show, the sheikh that was an influencer turned out to be someone that wasn't in genuine at all. He was ingenuine with how he would preach to people mm. and how he would communicate to people and how he would. Uh, talk with Rami in, yeah, Rami in terms of making that deal with him and stuff yeah he wanted to like be, um, have the shade promote some of his um, uh, jewelry, some of his jewelry. Yeah. and then like he was gonna explain like okay we can work something out like we can give some money towards your mosque but then like the shake already had like terms laid out 
that he was like, okay, I'm gonna take this much money, this is what you gotta give me, and then, like, that definitely leaves a sour taste into somebody. Like, Rami understands that, but then, that experience might be, like, might make him hesitant to follow any other shape. It might cloud his judgment, basically, yeah, yeah. in that situation itself. So, so, I mean, be very careful of who you take advice from. Right. Like, there's gonna be people that you think are super genuine and super religious and super good because of you see the outside actions. Um, kind of like what you mentioned about the social media thing, you might see one side, but then when you actually dive deeper and get to know that person, it could be something completely different. It might make you feel really silly for even listening to that person in right. the first place. So right. yeah, be very careful about who you take advice from. Mm. Fact check everything, separate the person from the advice. I think Prophet Sallallahu is, is different. I think everybody should strive towards, you know, oh, absolutely, emulating your absolutely. life. It's just that, like, in it. as an example, as, mm -hmm. a, as like an example, as a role model for us, we need to kind yeah. of take examples from him at the end of and the day. And then going back to forgiveness, if yeah. uh, like, um, even <laughs> Prophet Sallallahu there was a hadith where, like, he would say, this person is a Jannati. Mm -hmm. Like, just, just right off the bat, this guy's going to Jannati. Um, and then when you look into that man's lifestyle, he didn't really do much that's different. Like he prayed namaz, um, like he did everything that he prayed Quran. Like he didn't really, you know, like never sleep and just do zikr. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. He just yeah, did the basics. Exactly. But one thing that he did was he went to bed with no hard feelings for anybody that he interacted with. He had mm. no, it was a fresh, fresh start. The new day is going to be a new day. He never had any animosity towards anybody else. And just for that, Automatic agenda for, no, for I mean, him, so. so yeah, just like it's not gonna be easy. It's like okay, I'm gonna just put a bow on it. It's not gonna be easy to forgive people, but it'll please Allah. And yeah, it'll, be, sure. it'll be worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, the way even if it takes a long time for you to forgive someone, it'll be worth it. And then for role models, make sure you be very careful about who you take advice from, even if it's people who are um, religious, even if it's from from people online. Make sure you're checking um, the facts, and then make sure you check uh, your facts. Um, you're checking about what these people say because you wanna, because there can be the advice, but then there can also be the person behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure, make sure you follow that. And then there's also, yeah, whenever you follow Allah, it always works out. And anybody who doesn't follow Allah, you should see it in the show that whenever they follow themselves or somebody else, it never works out for them. Um, but then when they come back to Allah, things things start to make sense. Right. Family, but then. Out of nowhere, you see that in act gay. of, yeah. So, homosexuality in Islam is is difficult to address. On one hand, the religion is very clear. Islam yeah. is very clear that one gender lusting over the same gender is against the religion. However, just dismissing the issue, just mentioning that it's haram, it's not just going to flip a switch in somebody and make it go away. Um, it's still gonna be there now. This is again like we mentioned. It's very difficult to kind of just Deal with um, We can't just say it and then it's gonna disappear. There should be a process in place a plan in place But at the end of the day again, it can be a major test from Allah exactly. a major conflict a major struggle from Allah a major mm. perseverance from Allah mm. That you can think about it in one uh, one way and not acting on it mm. And one thing I want to put out there is that just because it's, you know, forbidden in Islam, it doesn't mean that we hate them. It doesn't mean that we are discriminating against you guys. No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that our religion tells us that we're not allowed to practice such sort of thoughts or lust or 
affection for the same gender whatsoever because it's forbidden in that religion. But Just as forbidden as any other sin in Islam. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's something that like we're not allowed to go towards. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's forbidden in Islam. Mm -hmm. And it means that we're not here to say that we're hating on you, we're discriminating against you. We're just saying that we can't do that, but it doesn't mean that we can live in harmony. It doesn't mean that we can't live in harmony. We can live in harmony. You can be my neighbor and yet have have this sort of uh, identification. Mm -hmm. Go for it. It's your business. It's not me to say who are you to be, who are you to do. It's your thing. Go for it. Our religion teaches us to respect our neighbors. You're our neighbors. We're all we're cool at the end yeah. of the day. It's just that we can't really vibe with the sort of affection, the sort of practices and beliefs that you guys have. That's the only. That's the only thing that we cannot do with you. Other than that, though, we're Gucci. We're cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. Like if somebody were to think one way and just cannot act on it, like it's a, it can be very very limiting and very. Mm -hmm. um, it can be a huge struggle and a huge perseverance. But then that's what any kind of test is. Absolutely, so absolutely, um, absolutely. And then, everybody is tested in their own in their own ways. Absolutely. And at the end of it, we are not the ones who should give the final say on who is a Muslim and who is not a Muslim. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's between them and Allah at the end of the day. Yeah. And one thing I've been noticing in our community is that when we tend to see someone making a mistake, committing a mistake, we tend to berate them, criticize them, and just sort of demolish them for the smallest sins, maybe big sins even as well. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way to go about it. Instead, we are supposed to help them, bring them into union, and if anything, if anything, if we cannot do the best we can to help them out, leave that matter between them and Allah at the end of the day because we are not the ones to give that judgmental call on them whatsoever mm -hmm. cool yeah those were our thoughts on the show those Absolutely. were the issues that we thought were super important that we wanted to delve deeper in um, there's probably more that's highlighted in the show but these are the ones that we really that stood out to us and that we want to delve deeper into if there's more that uh, you guys want us to discuss feel free to let us know by all means uh, anything that you want to bring up as well after anything on your mind? No, sure. I, I think we, we got it. I think mm -hmm. this was a really great way to sort of introduce what the, sh the podcast is going to be about, kind of delving into the show a bit more and just seeing the situations and conflicts, uh, of course, shout out to the show again, about what a Muslim goes through every <laughs> single day. So it, it, it's, it's great that we're having these discussions, you know. Make sure everybody remembers the name, Young Conflicted. Young Conflicted in Western. Western. Yeah, don't forget the name. You got to keep <laughs> the name in mind. And with that, Really looking forward to seeing you guys in the next uh, episodes. We'll be releasing every other week, inshallah. That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, and we'll see you guys there. In the meantime, may peace and blessings be upon you all. I'm your co-host, Riel. I'm Fayez. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. May peace and blessings be upon you all.